This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Settling in a new city can raise lots of questions. How does the bus service work? Can I join the local library? Where do I go to get advice on renting a home? Over the next half hour, the team from Citizens Advice Bureau bring you information of special interest to new migrants to Dunedin. Welcome to Settlement Information with Citizens Advice Bureau. Kia ora koutou. I'm Robbie and I'm from Dunedin Citizens Advice Bureau and this is Settling in Dunedin with Citizens Advice. And I'm Kevin. Kia ora. Right, today we're going to be looking, we, well, we're actually continuing with our migrants at work, something we've been doing since uh, the beginning of the year when we were able to come back after lockdown because we we believe it's quite important. Um, and uh, there is one thing that a lot of you do ask us, and that's for a JP service. So if any of you new migrants out there need a JP, why not just pop onto their website, Justice of the Peace, dot o r g dot n z or you can actually phone us on o three four seven one six one six six or o eight hundred three six seven two 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 we've actually got an online chat too but if you ring the o eight hundred number or go onto online chat you will not actually get the Dunedin office and where are we Kevin <laughs> <laughs> we're at <laughs> We're at Rogers House <laughs> on the corner of Downing Street and Princess Street, the big multi-storey white building. Yeah. So we, we actually have a JP service on um, Saturday mornings between 10 and 12. And then again, one of our bureau workers is a JP and she runs a clinic 3 to 4.30 on Mondays. So if you need us, we're there. And, and the Justice of the Peace website can tell you where else you can go um, if you can't come on the days with that we're there. So, Kevin, let's start off with the first bit, which is a continuation. Yeah. Right. So the question is, do I have to have an employment agreement for my job? And what should I do if I don't have a written employment agreement? Okay. So what do you do? Well, every employer... Employee, sorry, every employee must have an employment agreement. That's the law. Now, your employer must keep a copy of your employment agreement, and if you ask for a copy, your employer has to provide it. Again, that's a requirement um, by law. Um, And this agreement, how does it work? It should be signed by both employer and and employee. Now, even if it isn't signed, it could still be considered as a valid agreement in court. Now, your employment agreement is a record of what you and your employer have agreed to in terms of employment conditions and what is expected of you. So, in in other words, Robbie, mm-hmm. uh, before you you start a job, yep. You and your employer should have a talk yes, and sit down exactly what the employer wants you to do, yes. how to do it, and all other terms and conditions. Right, and that should then be put into a written agreement. It should right. be put into a written agreement. Uh, you get a copy, and after both have signed, you get a copy 
and the employer keeps a copy. Sounds straightforward. Well, it would seem to be, but <laughs> unfortunately, as with a lot of things in life, it's not. No. And we often get cases where um, people are not aware of the need to have an employment agreement. And there are some um, employers, unfortunately, as we both know, Robbie, yeah. Um, yeah. who, if they can get away with it, will try to get away with it. However, yeah. because it is a legal document, if the labor inspector who is employed by the government mm-hmm. finds an employer who doesn't keep copies of their employees' agreements, that employer can be fined $1,000 per employee. Which is an awful lot of money. Well, it's an awful lot of money. Mm. Unfortunately, there's not an awful lot of labor inspectors. No. So there are some <laughs> employers who feel it's worth while not mm. obeying the law. Right. And and you can actually contact um, the Labour Inspectorate through um, the Minis- Ministry of Business, Innovation and Employment. And um, their 0800 number is 0800 20 90 20. And, and the sort of things that Labour Inspectors do is investigate breaches of laws relating to minimum employment conditions just just as um, Kevin said, particularly if you don't have an employment agreement and um, anything you had agreed verbally, because that's also a bit of a contract, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yes. Um, if these aren't being um, adhered to and they are things like conditions of employment, protections, holiday pay and health and safety. And sick leave, <clears throat> maternity leave. Yes, all, all of those. the things which the laws of New Zealand provide... Mm. For yes. an employee. Yes, so do. now, if you are working now, for example, and you do not have an employment agreement, yes. under the law, you can ask your employer for one. Right. Okay, so you can ask for one. Now, also, being a good employee, <laughs> well, you yes. could <laughs> offer to create one yourself. And there is online at business.gov.nz, an employment agreement builder. That's handy. Yeah. And then you can, Mm -hmm. could, put into that what you think you should be doing or what you are doing, then you, and then add in all the, the legal things like holidays and breaks and and special leave, and then hand it to your employer to read and consider. And often that can start a dialogue Mm. going. It it can. And and, um, employers can also use that agreement builder, can't they? Because it's got it all set out for them on that website. Yes, it it works both Mm. ways. And then if you can't agree on the conditions of the employment agreement, Mm -hmm. your employer must still keep a copy of the draft agreement until the final version has been agreed to. So in in other words, Mm -hmm. you have done the employment agreement builder. You're entering negotiations with your employer. He or she doesn't agree with some of these things. What that means is you can still keep working and negotiating at the same time so that eventually 
there has to be an outcome, and the outcome eventually has to be that there is an employment agreement. So it's not you will stop working now until we get this agreement. It can be concurrent, both working and on at your job and working on building this this agreement can happen at the same time. Well, that's a bit of a win-win for both employer and employee. Well, it, it is a win-win. I mean, the the law is fairly even-handed, well, it should be even-handed on either mm. side. Um, unfortunately, as we know, things don't often, don't always go to plan. Uh, so what we find... Don't you agree, Robbie, that we, we get people in um, the office who don't know what their rights are? Yeah, we do. And we do. And, and we do point them in the direction of um, <clears throat> our website, mm-hmm. which is <laughs> cab, which is cab.org.nz, mm-hmm. so cab.org.nz, and you just sort of type into the search engine anything to do with employment and ask it a question and tick related links. And uh, next thing you find yourself into the Ministry of Business, mm. Innovation and Employment website. So it's obviously a good way to search for yourself. Exactly. You and and I think sometimes getting in or accessing some of these websites can be difficult. Yes. But worthwhile to persevere because the, the information – available on both the CAB website and also the labour and employment websites is is an easy to read and easy to understand yeah. language. And there's also, in most cases, examples of situations which can help you to understand mm-hmm. what the... So, so the law, if you look at a copy of the legislation itself, the one that's gone through Parliament... Yes. Uh, again, it, it's it's very difficult it to is, read, yes. which is why lawyers are in business. However, the the lay person's information yeah. on the website is extremely easy to read and to understand. And as yeah. I say, there are often examples, and yeah, it that's, pays that, to persevere. That's pretty good. And also, um, if you dig deeper into Employment New Zealand's website, you you can actually find uh, copies that talk about employment agreements, et cetera, um, in your language. Mm, yes. So have a look for those. And they set it out quite simply, I've been told. Yeah, yes, well, <laughs> I, I can't read them, of I, course. I, I understand it's more or less a literal translation mm, mm. of English into whichever language. Yeah. So uh, well worth um, talking about. Yeah, it, it is. So uh, that's... Where we, we've finished the employment agreements yeah, um, outline. But if you have a problem with it, there is, is there not, Kevin, another option rather than going and seeing somebody at community law or coming to see us? Um, you're going to talk about? Yes, yes. I thought we would talk about unions. Yeah. Because uh, New Zealand doesn't have compulsory unionism. It used to, it but used it to, no longer yeah. has. And unions can get bad publicity, can get good publicity. And so in under current law, um, an employee can choose whether or not to join a union. Mm. And the advantage of joining a union is basically 
the union will negotiate a collective employment agreement and advocate on behalf of the employer. So we break that down. What is a collective employment um, yes. agreement? So an, employ- uh, 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 an individual one will have all the things applying to you. Yeah, as just yourself. Nobody just else. yourself. Not, not Josephine Bloggs who works next Correct. to you, but just you. You. Mm-hmm. Whereas a collective employment um, will cover Everyone in your workplace. Yes. Now, it may have certain provisions for a group of people doing a certain job and other provisions for somebody else, but basically it covers everyone in the the firm or whatever. Yes. Um, it is negotiated on your behalf, so a union yeah. representative or representatives will meet yearly, normally yearly, uh, with your employer. Mm-hmm. Both will have copies of the collective employment agreement, and both will have certain objectives. The union may want a certain percentage pay increase, yep. and then that be could be for everyone or it may be maybe just a select few. a select few who mm-hmm. they feel need a boost um, they may want some other conditions of employment like health and safety like for health instance. and safety yeah. uh, like leave special mm-hmm. leave um, leave which is specific to that particular and, job and at the moment the, what the unions are trying to do is get 10 days sick leave, mm-hmm. and we all know what for. Yes, <laughs> it's because exactly. You, um, because of this COVID-19 thing that doesn't yes, want to go away. Exactly. So they, they're useful, aren't they, Kevin? They, they are indeed. And the employer obviously, in a lot of cases, are in agreement. In other cases, they're not. So... A period of negotiation goes on between the union representative and the management of the company. The union representative will um, keep you informed because Mm -hmm. uh, they are able to have one or two meetings, paid meetings with their members. Yes. And keep you – and then ultimately it comes to a vote. Do you accept Mm the new – Agree uh, terms of on conditions and so on, or do you not? And so you actually also have a, um, a say in what what goes on. Yeah, I, I actually looked at an example of a union. It's quite it's quite a big one. Um, they actually have premises in Bridgman Street here in Dunedin, and it's E two, and it's probably the biggest private sector union that um, New Zealand has because. Believe it or not, it covers all these things. Aviation, so I guess that's planes, Plane, flying. Pilots. Um, yeah, definitely mm-hmm, pilots. Mm-hmm. Um, communications, um, that's probably IT stuff, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. chorus, yes. et cetera. Um, community support, uh, that'll be people who work in the community Possibly people who are looking after people mm-hmm. in the community. A lot of care workers. Yeah, care workers mm-hmm. come into that. Um, engineering, we all know what that is. <laughs> um, and um, infrastructure, uh, extractions. What on earth are extractions? I think it might be mining. <laughs> <laughs> could be. <laughs> it could be. Yeah. M- manufacturing and food, public and commercial services. It, it just The list just goes on. Exactly. Mm. And even in the higher reaches 
of um, the medical profession, there are unions, sometimes under different names, who um, doctors, nurses, all sorts of medical Mm -hmm. people, lawyers Mm -hmm. and so on, all have their own different union uh, or body governing bodies. Governing bodies. And, yeah, um, yeah, so it's worthwhile having a think about that. Uh, Now, you have the right to choose and or not become a union member and no one, mm-hmm. either an employer, a manager, a colleague or a union member or union officials can threaten or put undue pressure on you to join a union. It's got to be purely voluntary. Right. Yeah, because not everybody wants to, for whatever reason. And other people uh, might think that the bargaining power of a collective Mm -hmm. is probably um, quite good for them in in the way of getting um, terms and conditions increased for the Mm -hmm. better in Mm -hmm. their workplace. Yeah. Now, again, in a workplace, people who do not belong to a union Mm -hmm. often – uh, under the law, get if there's been a change in pay rates or mm-hmm. whatever for union members, that will also be offered, yes. has to be offered to the non-union yes. members. Now, that sounds basically unfair, I suppose. However, mm-hmm. um, belonging to a union, the advantage is yes. if you have problems in the workplace, yeah. At no cost to you, you can go to the union and discuss it with you. They will either give you advice that you can go back to your manager or or whatever, yep. personnel, employment personnel, person and talk about. If nothing is happening, they will come with you as a support person. Yeah. So, so the thing is that uh, you've got this whole range of people who you- can – help you and and I think with the new migrant Robbie that yeah. often is I think that's important. It, it, important it really is it's because you've got some support there exactly and that's the most important thing to have is that support and and um and if you you're working in isolation in a workplace it sometimes isn't quite as good as when you know that Everyone along the the assembly line, or mm. everybody you're working with when you look when you're a caregiver, is actually on the same page, and exactly. You, and, and you're yeah. getting the same terms and conditions. You're getting mm-hmm. the same pay rate exactly. because individual contracts you have to remember are confidential. Mm-hmm. So anybody who is on an individual contract doesn't need to tell you what's in it. No, and no. it may actually be vastly different, mm-hmm. which is why the collective is great. Exactly, and I think also given the time that we live in at the moment and also the possibility that this time is going to go on a bit I think longer so. and longer I and agree longer. With you, Kevin. Um, yeah. Employers, rightly or wrongly, uh, will be looking at different ways and it's nice to know that if you are a union member, mm. someone is going to be there battling on your behalf. And that doesn't just mean to say that... Um, that the that the union member has all the ideas. They don't necessarily. I mean, because the, the collective you're in might have a really good idea. Because after all, you are the people doing the work mm. um, of how to make things better. Sure. And then if you have a union rep, you can meet with that rep, mm-hmm. union rep 
and then they can present possibly in a, a, a better way mm-hmm. to your employer how to um, advance your cause. Exactly. And, and I mean, I think if we took a survey with our volunteers, our wonderful volunteers, mm. they would tell you that one of the, the most biggest areas that they have been working in is people ringing up because things have happened within the workplace. Yes. They do not know if the employer is acting legally or illegally yes, and that's a are big they one. getting the right amount of money, uh, what are their rights if they are made um, redundant, are they getting the, the right amount of payouts, are they being made redundant legally? Yes. And and as people go into more fractured working times and spaces yeah. and you get childcare and all those sorts of myriad problems of modern life, uh, people are coming to us because they've got nobody else to go to, whereas the unionised ones have got have someone. Have got somebody to go to. I mean, quite often when people come in, there was somebody yesterday who came in and, and – it was dealt with in a lovely way by our volunteer. Hmm. And after the person had left, they'd written an email, they'd been supportive, and it was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I yes. said, are they in a union? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they, they had actually forgotten to ask. Oh, so okay. if yeah. you do come in to us with a, with a question and you are in a union, yes, you can contact them too. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. mean, we can help you with a lot of stuff yeah. as well. We can we can tell you your rights, mm-hmm. right, about anything. But unions, um, because they specialise in these particular areas right. too, yeah. um, you know, if you were a caregiver and you needed some particular advice relating to your job, well, they're the people, if you're a union member, you can go to and ask. And sometimes even if you're not, I think mm-hmm. they're quite helpful. Yes, yes. And uh, I think the way that hospitality and retail yes. and the care industry are going at the moment, uh, it's it's important. I think it is too. Um, you know, we're not saying go join a union no, no, or anything, no. but we're just saying that this is an option because of the services they give you. Yes, it's an option to think about and Often people don't mention unions, so here's another option um, mm. to, to look at. Now, it's not free. No. There are union fees. I, I locked that up too, Kevin. <laughs> but they're, they're not onerous. Oh, no. Like, if you work less than 20 hours a week, um, it could be something like $4. Mm. $4 a week. Yeah. I mean, if you work, say, let's have a look, maybe 35 plus hours a week, it could be anything like 8 Eight dollars a week. Yes, and so it's it's a good investment because if you look at what a competent employment lawyer charges, uh, yes, <laughs> and I'm saying a competent lawyer. Yeah, I'm not saying top of the range. No, uh, that would be a second mortgage. Yes, I think it might be. <laughs> but anyway, going to write us a nasty letter now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're, we're just being unbiased. We're being um, unbiased, We're, we're yes. not giving, say, saying, do this. <laughs> we are saying, here is an option yeah. to think yeah. about, or you can go the the the, the personal um, 
individual employment agreement. Yeah. The important thing is that you've got an empl- – legally, you have to have an employment agreement, and then the rest is up to yeah. you. But you, the more knowledge you have, the right. easier it, it is, is to make a decision. Like we can give you the same knowledge that they give you. Like, um, work, Well, they can actually give you workplace representation. We don't do that. We don't go into workplaces. They can give you actual legal advice, mm-hmm. at, just right. as Kevin was mentioning then. And they also have – which you may not know, and I didn't know because I had to look it up. <laughs> um, they have free phone, a free phone support centre, so they can talk to you on the phone and talk mm-hmm. you through any issues you've got. So if a workplace has an issue and they're mostly in a union or somebody's in a union, <laughs> give them a ring, mm. and they will. Uh, it won't cost you anything because they've all got our 800 numbers and yes. they can support you. And they they also come in and give education at work and. Um, and then they give you a political voice, but we won't get into that. No, politics. we won't get into that side. But the <laughs> we're thing apolitical. Is, we're apolitical. But the thing is, if you have a worry or a concern, mm. you can ring them, as Robbie says, on the 0800 number. They are not not using your name, can no. go and talk to the HR or whoever and say, look, I've heard there's a problem or somebody mm. has rung us, there's a problem. No names. No. Try to sort it out. And, yeah. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. I mean, um, I had been in unions in the past when I had jobs <laughs> when I was going to university. And it, they were actually um, useful. I have mm. to say they were useful because back in those days, it was a long time ago, there wasn't equal pay. No. You could be doing the same job as some bloke next to you. <laughs> oh, don't get me on that one. <laughs> and there was not equal pay. And no. they were really good at uh Bringing this up with the employers, mm-hmm. and they've had to do it. They've had a hard row to plough. It's since been then, a hard row <laughs> because most of the employers were male, and I know I've mm. sat in an office during that period, mm. fuming that my and I always seem to be working with a lot of females were getting all this back pay. <gasps> then they're going to get equal pay to me, and it would never have happened. No, unless the unions were That's involved, right. and but there was a great social injustice. But isn't it in f- in the workplace? Yeah, isn't it funny how now mm. it's sort of you would you you'd be horrified. Mm. But they still talk about the glass ceiling. They do talk about the glass so, ceiling. Um, but anyway, so hopefully that's given you some background. And I think, Robbie, next time we're here, we're going to talk about discrimination in the workplace. I think we are. So how about? Um, how about to wind up, in a nutshell, if I'm going to be starting a new job, should I dry, join a trade union, Kevin? Uh, it's your choice. No one is allowed to pressure you into joining or not joining, okay? Um, union members are entitled to attend at least two union meetings per year. And if the meeting's held during your usual work hours, your employer must still pay you for those hours. Um, so it's called a collective agreement and covers all the kind of work that you do in that one place. That sounds about it. That sounds about it. Yeah. Um, well, I would um, I would uh, urge people to look out the process to see if you yeah. want to become a union member. Exactly. Now, mm. just finally, Robbie, the decision doesn't have to be made. On the spot. No. Okay? You've got 30 days 
to, after starting your employment, to make up your mind. And as right. I say, during that time, no one, either workmate, union, management, or anyone, can try to influence you one no. way Just or Make up your own mind. Make up your own mind. And mm. if at the end of 30 days you decide you will not join a union, make sure that you are covered by an individual employment, employment agreement. agreement. Yeah. Yep. Well, cool. We hope that's given you enough information. We, you, If you want more, um, go onto our website and have a look at it. Uh, you just have to plug in unions <laughs> into the Ask Us and, and it will take you to the links and you can read all about it so that you're absolutely informed. And that's our job, letting you know what your rights are. Exactly. So until next time, have a good evening. <laughs> Bye. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.